is it not because I'm more of a professional? Professional knob. <laughs> <laughs> and guys it is I the voice of the ghost of Vincent Price and welcome to the final installment of Films on Trial Halloween Horror Month this week Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I thought, you know, after that intro, that would be the end. Are you going to talk like this the full way through? I don't know what you mean. I'm Gav. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. You said Vincent Price. That was the Crypt Keeper. You know that was the Crypt Keeper. That's it, you. Try something new, break my laptop. Um, just like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies... We're bloody lovely. <laughs> that is the tagline as well. Misunderstood. I mean, like, that's the tagline, but I read that. I was like, that's, it's just so Alan Partridge, isn't it? That's bloody lovely. <laughs> uh, now, seriously, though, if you've never heard the show before, then hold on to your heads because we're about to make them roll. Essentially, we take a film and we put it on trial. It's as simple as that. There's also a whole host of other hilarious shenanigans to keep you entertained, including a caption contest, a creepy quiz, some ghostly impressions, some hauntingly average organ music some spooky sound effects and a whole lot of banter <laughs> so do stick around <laughs> now this week's film on trial as i said before is the 2016 horror film pride and prejudice and zombies is it jane austen or is it austin ray Hopefully, <laughs> we're going to find out. Now, Austin, if you don't know which one of them is the bad one, it's you. It's always, the <laughs> it's always one, yeah. you. Now, just to say that this will be a very, very spoilerific episode. So if you haven't seen the film yet, you can you know listen to this after you've watched it. It's available on Amazon Prime at the moment. Or you can just trust our judgments. Alternatively, you can fast forward to our quiz. This week brought to us by the lovely Joel, which... I think it's going to start around the 40-minute mark. But yeah, sounds about right. Anyway, before we go on, our last film on trial was Eli. That was horrific. Did you watch the right film? <laughs> I mean, tell me that that doesn't happen in it. It's implied, yes. <laughs> Maybe I watched the director's cut. <laughs> Uh, now, I judged that trial and I deemed that it should be placed on the hit list. I've, uh, I was told afterwards that it was the worst decision I'd ever made in my life. I've since gone away and watched that film, so did I make the right call? Short answer, no. Um, <laughs> long answer, no. <laughs> uh, seriously, though, I honestly, I, I don't understand uh, the hate towards it. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was all right, you know, it was bad. It wasn't horrible. I thought I'd put like the horror equivalent of Fred Got Fingered on the hit list then. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was, I thought, pretty watchable for about an hour and then it started to get a bit silly. But overall, it was all right. I don't think it's the worst film that we've ever put on the hit list. Uh, I mean, <coughs> Tree of Life. <laughs> uh, and he's not here to defend it either. You, you did that as well, can I just point out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, okay, so before we go on to the bulk of the show, I think it's time for a frighteningly, um, I don't know, frighteningly average uh, version of film feels. Brucey isn't here, so hopefully somebody's going to stick in for him. Stick in for him? <laughs> I'll stick in for him. <laughs> <God. laughs> Be afraid. Your girlfriend is calling. <laughs> what the hell? Where, where did you find that? Um, that's like the number one used uh, new sound effect for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Alex isn't here this week, so I've taken his job. Um, and we're just going to go with favourite film with undead in it. So it can be a zombie or it can be, you know, just a standard undead chappy. <laughs> okay <Under chappy. laughs> um i'm gonna try and use the opportunity to branch away from zombies for a moment i'm gonna say death becomes her 
Mm. I'm going to stick with that one. Yeah, the kind of yeah, the undead, but they're not zombies, but they can't be killed. Kind of. It, yeah, I'm going to go with Death Becomes Her for sure. That would be a great film for this podcast, I think, as well, because I remember it being great. Yeah. But if you told me today that it's actually awful, I could also believe that. <laughs> yeah, it's probably been about 15 years since yeah. I saw Death Becomes Her. I don't think I've ever ever seen it. I mean, surprisingly, I've never seen that film. It's yeah. good, I think. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, well, sticking on the topic of not quite a zombie, I think um, Beetlejuice is my favourite undead character. Nice. I think he's got to be up there with, with, like, you know, the top 50 or top 25 greatest movie characters ever created. And I don't know if it would have been as successful or would have had the same impact if it would have been anyone else other than Michael Keaton. I just think that he absolutely makes the role. Mm. I just think as well, like looking back at Michael Keaton in the late 80s, early 90s, just the absolute versatility of him, mm. you know, starring in Beetlejuice in 1989, then Batman in 19, you know, 1990 or 1989. And then the next year, I think he was in Pacific Heights, you know, that one, that, you know, horror film where he played a, like a, a neighbor that wanted to kill yeah. people, you know. I think I, the bulk of his, uh, his performance, though, is really because he's playing off Winona Ryder. So, you know, he's got. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Alec Baldwin that listed him to those heights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, for me, not doing zombies as well. I, I really enjoyed uh, what we do in the shadows. I just think that's like really it was really clever when it came out like a mockumentary of vampires. Thought yeah. it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, as somebody who's watched a lot of zombie films, I'll stay away from zombies as well. And I think, although you could technically call them zombies, maybe uh, the Evil Dead. Um, you know, just that at the time, those uh, kind of undead kind of witchy slash girls i just thought the makeup on them and the special effects or the lack of special effects even it was just absolutely amazing and even the original the 2012 like i th- i still think like um you know it's some of the best looking kind of undead slash scary characters that, that i've seen in a film so uh probably those those two for me lovely stuff right well thank you very much for that joel for another frightening film feels That's a bit more Bruce like. <laughs> what? what? It says Halloween monster, but it did actually sound more like Alex, didn't it? <laughs> Uh, right, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> on to the bulk of the show. Uh, now, as I mentioned before, this week's film on trial is Pride and Prejudice. I had to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Hang on. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I wasn't sure what that was for a minute. Though, yeah. <laughs> right, li- literally before, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pride. Brackets of pride, yeah. Before we started, I said to Dave, I was like, are there any songs with the word prejudice in it? <laughs> <laughs> said, no. There's one with pride in it. Well, that's it. <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you very much uh, for that, uh, me. Um, now, this film hasn't been picked out of the hat at random, but instead has been chosen by Austin as part of our Halloween Horror Month. Now, uh, I've gone for classic zombie, well, I'll say classic. I've gone for zombie horror insults this week, by the way, guys, just in case you're wondering. Now, as Ozzy has picked this film, he will be defending it and trying to get it placed on the hit list. Ozzy is just like Dr. Robert Neville from I Am Legend. He's always working long and irregular hours. He goes on long trips in his van with his dog <laughs> and his house often looks like a grenade's just gone off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, now, the rest of the roles have been picked out of the hat at random. So, joining Ozzy in defense will be me. I'm just like Brad Pitt in World War Z, a mediocre actor. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, acting as prosecution and trying to get this film placed on the shit list will be Joel. Joel is just like Jim from 28 Days Later. He used to spend a lot of time out on his bicycle, but now just spends a lot of his time in his pajamas. <laughs> Now, just like real court advocates who will be making the best case for our roles, these may or may not be our genuine opinions, though, so do stay tuned till the end of the episode to hear our real thoughts. Which means this week, Dave has the most important role, as he will be playing the judge. Dave is a lot like Sean from Sean of the Dead. He's got an extensive record collection. He often suggests that we go to the pub to wait for stuff to blow over. (laughs) And he spends a lot of his time with a slob who has a bald patch. (laughs) Uh, that's Alex, by the way. 
I mean, the, the patch is quite big as well. <laughs> Covers most of his head. Uh, now, Dave must decide which list the film should be placed on, hit or shit, based solely on the arguments put to him and not using his own opinion. So before we get started, I think we should probably give the listeners a, bet, a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is about. So let us spin the wheel of impressions. So here we read off the synopsis of the film in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film. This week it has landed on Austin. Um, I mean, Mr. Darcy's pretty obvious choice, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I think you've got to go for Darcy, haven't you? Or, or a random zombie impression. Whichever you feel more Ooh. confident with. I'll try Darcy. Or, or, uh, like, a, or, like, or like a classic like a, sort of like Austin, I was, um, like Jane Austen sort yeah. of. Yeah, well, I was thinking of trying to go for um, the past, the, what's his name? The oh, Matt Smith, Matt Smith yeah, character, I can't actually, I don't think I can do it as, as flamboyant as him. Anyway, I'll try for, I'm going to try for Darcy. Okay. Five sisters in 19th century England must cope with the precious to marry while protecting themselves from a growing population of zombies. That's a bit older than <laughs> Darcy, but... <laughs> yeah. It was like he had a glass of water in his mouth. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it was good. Well done. Um, a whole glass of water in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a big mouth. <laughs> He's got a big mouth. Uh, now, without further hesitation, Dave, would you like to please kick off proceedings? Yep, can do. Okay, so full disclosure, I have seen Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, but it was a while ago. So I don't remember it too well. So this one is pretty much open, and whatever my thoughts it were, they're out of my head. So you got a clean slate to play Good with. Judge. Here. Yeah, yeah. You got a clean slate to play with. What's the steam judge? What's <laughs> the highly thought of judge? Flattery will get you nowhere. <laughs> so who wants to kick off? Uh, defense want to take this up? Yeah, yeah. Just... Go for it. I mean, it, it, it's essentially um, what it says on the tin. It is Pride and Prejudice. Uh, it's the, the classic Jane Austen f- uh, film and uh, and story with added zombies. So it just it, it helps keep it. Um, <laughs> With added zombies, that implies that there were some zombies there to start with. <laughs> well, I think that, that they were sub- subtext. Well, from what I can gather from Pride and Prejudice, there could easily have been uh, zombies in there, and there was it was wartime in Pride and Prejudice, and the, the soldiers were not mentioned whatsoever. So perhaps this is just a slight angle from the the, the, the original Jane Austen. Nobody uh, wept for the dead, <laughs> which implied that they came back to life. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. So it, it, um, it, it's. It is. It is. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of Pride and Prejudice uh, as it stands, but it's that sort of Georgian England where you you have um, in in this instance it's five sisters that we're focusing on, the Bennets, and um, the from a sort of l- a lower class of family, and the mother wants to try and marry them off to um, to somewhere a bit higher <coughs> standing, so the family can um, can make do, you know, can can get by and, and do that, and that's really the sort of the, the playoff. That's the Jane Austen side of it is that it's all about trying to put away your pride and your prejudice in order to marry who you who you love and all that sort of stuff but uh but essentially the mum wants the the sisters to marry well so that they're all set for life mm. um then there's also the fact that georgian england is besieged by zombies so that plays a part in the whole thing and the zombies help drive the narrative through that um that, that push the story along and it keeps the whole jane austen side a little bit more interesting gives it a little bit of a a, a bit a bit of a an odd take, essentially. So it's I uh, I think it's quite a novel idea, isn't it? And it but it still manages to stick to like the plot of Pride and Prejudice. It doesn't like yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't start off as Pride and Prejudice and then becomes a zombie survival thing. It's it keeps to the plot. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. The, the bare bones of the <clears throat> plot. <laughs> no, it, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, you can you can get the Jane Austen vibe, but okay. there's, still, there's still is other zombie. Yeah, like vibe the, the, the ca- all well, the characters yeah. are still in there. Yeah. You know, the the main bulk of the. Um, you know, Elizabeth and Darcy romance, well, they won't they, that's in there. The, the, the daughters get married off. They, 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 it's all, it's all there. The bulk of the story is there. Um, and Dave, I'm going to say now, this is a stone cold fact, not bullshitting, but this is the best zombie horror comedy based on a Jane Austen novel. <laughs> Yeah, it's technically the worst as well, but let's not be pessimistic. <laughs> you beat me to it. I'm just about to. <laughs> you, you are on Aussie's side. You really? I know, yeah. <laughs> I'd say this is um, three levels higher than um, Abe Lincoln Vampire Slayer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Vampire Hunter. Yeah, yeah. You are defending this as well. You realise? <laughs> well, I thought that was a really good film as well. So oh, don't, don't dig that hole any deeper. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think that's a, I think that's a good comedic take upon uh, you know a historical uh, fact. You know, th- there's a lot we don't know about Abe Lincoln. He could mm-hmm. easily have been a vampire slayer. Exactly. 
you know, what do we know about this Abe Lincoln character? <laughs> I, suppose <laughs> probably, I suppose we can't rule it out. <laughs> but, but, but no, this is, this is a, um, it's, it's quite a good take. It's, uh, you know, a period drama um, film, but mixed with some action because the zombies bring uh, additional action to the to the to the play i think you've to the to the film you'd be happy if you were a jane austen fan this is quite a a, a novel humorous uh slant mm-hmm. to what's essentially you know a, a, a period drama mm. and if you're a zombie fan you you depending on what it's not scary but it's uh but there's, there's a few there's enough stuff in there to make you th- there's enough action in there to uh to keep it going and i think it plays it in a, in a light way it, it plays it for laps it knows what it is and it plays it through there and it, okay. it's quite well done i'd say okay Gav, you have... dave just some very quick questions i want you to answer quick fire right? All right do you like zombies yes do you like comic books yes do you like people getting their heads blown off yes <laughs> then you're gonna love this film <laughs> case closed <laughs> Joel, give me some so, reasons why I wouldn't like this film. Well, here's the thing, Dave. Like, it's it's too much of a mixture of things. Like, this is kind of a horror film without any frights. And you know, if you want somebody who knows the zombie zombie genre, then you know you've got to look no further than me. So, I've seen a lot of zombie films, the good and the bad. Um, you know, the Jane Austen part. It's it's romance without like any chemistry. Um, there's no real laughs in it, and it's the, like the literature part. There's no there's no depth to it, so it's got, it's got its hands in in too many pots. I would say, um, I was quite taken back by the idea actually when I was even made this pick. I hadn't seen it, and you know, being a fan of the uh, zombie genre, I was really kind of quite interested to see uh, what it came up with and that type of thing. But I was thoroughly thoroughly disappointed. Like the zombies for a start are. Uh, I would say pathetic versions of zombies and the fact that they can kind of become civilized as well. What? Um, so the, the whole p- kind of ridiculous plot evolves uh, around sorry. zombies being civilized and creating a, an army of civilized well, zombies. Not civilized, clever is, yeah. the, is the point. Not not necessarily civilized. Sorry, I didn't really touch on it. I mean, do you want me to give you so a they're bit not of your, a brief? they're not your typical zombies. The bulk of them are. But Some of them are. The, one of the one of the key characters is this. Um, oh, I can't remember the, the chap's name. Is Darcy's uh, stepbrother essentially? Um, what's that guy's name? Can you remember? Um, not Darcy. Not Bingley. The other one, the, yeah. uh, the guy in the red. Oh yeah, um, oh piss! I forgot his name. But so I mean, so Wickham, some, good Wickham, Yeah, yeah. So Wickham, Wickham, this guy Wickham. is like Lieutenant Wickham, I think he is. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So he's he's in the army, and he has um, come across this way to keep the zombies from becoming sort of um, wanting the human flesh. In that, if they feed them pig brains, and um, so as long as they don't taste the human brains, they stay relatively tame and you know they then they don't go into a frenzy so it's only upon consuming human brains that they go yeah because they get the taste of the human flesh and then that's what all they want and they will not listen to reason to do anything else so are they, are they slow zombies by the way or are they uh, like there is a they're, they're running zombies <clears throat> they're, they're still fully able to to do whatever they want to do they're quite okay. clever zombies as well they set traps they they're uh, throughout so it, it, I, it I, I think that's um, right at the beginning though so i think the more that they it, you know become a zombie so if they taste human flesh and the more they eat human flesh then the more like animalistic they get i think so i think they start off quite clever yeah 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 that, that, that is what it seems yeah 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 no. It's, it, I think it's a really interesting take. In essence, you're aware of the Pride and Prejudice story, yeah? so you know yeah. there's Darcy. You know there's there's this thing. So then, yeah. that, that's, so that's essentially how it's going. But Darcy is um, in this. He's sort of uh, he's a colonel in the army, and he's a he's a good zombie killer. Um, you later find out that his uh, dad had become a zombie and he had to kill him. So that's why he's so against the zombies and he's so distraught by the whole situation. Um, and, and then this other guy, this Wickham was Darcy's stepbrother. His dad had brought the two of them up together. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so there's a real rivalry between the two because this, the, as it is in the book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, um, so, so that, that just without the zombie, but <laughs> yeah, without the zombie, but that plays out. But Wickham essentially is, um, raising this army of zombies in order to take over London. And that's, that's what you find out throughout. So it's played off quite well because you don't know Wickham's a bad guy. You sort of sense it when he first turns up. You think, oh, could, 
this guy seems odd, but you actually think Darcy's a bit of the bad guy because he's he's a badass. He's dressed all in black. He's a bit of a dick. You know, he's super arrogant. You're like, oh, I'm not sure about him. If you didn't know that it was Mr. Darcy, mm. and you know the the infamous Mr. Darcy from every other Pride and Prejudice, um, you may you may be you know you, you could be conned into thinking oh, I'm not sure about that guy. Maybe he's a he's a baddie, but um, but no, Wickham turns up. And uh, it turns out he's uh, he's raising an army of he's zombies to take over. The main villain of the piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Joel, I saw your hand was raised. Um, yeah, so I'd quite like to just uh, mention one point about about the zombies overall. So I think with a zombie film, you have to go all in. You can't just do it half baked. And this film, I think when I googled it, is like a PG thirteen or something like that. So the 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 gore and the violence and that type of thing, you could say it's a good point, but it ju- it's just not there. Um, you know, in plenty of, of the scenes where uh, they're fighting the zombies, for example, they'll do like sword slashes and the camera will like cut away so you won't see the actual slash. Uh, zombies, like when they attack people, you don't really see, um, you know, anything too much in detail. Um, and I just think it's a very, very watered down version of, of what a uh, zombie film should be. I think even if even if they'd gone for like a 15, maybe pushed out a little bit more, something in in the uh, you know the realms of the walking dead it just made would have maybe uh, married the whole thing together a little bit more but like as i mentioned in my previous point what you're kind of left with is just watered down versions of of what it of what it tried to do so there's a watered down zombie film in there uh, there's a watered down uh, you know jane austen kind of story in there as well and neither of them are kind of fleshed out enough and then just to kind of round off that point uh, the zombies themselves, they look absolutely terrible. Like, they really do. And I think, again, if, if you're going to make a zombie film, that's something that you've just got to nail because there's so many of them. Um, you know, you need to get the makeup kind of spot on and it is pretty bad. Like, I actually submitted a, uh, a caption contest uh, requ- <laughs> re- request this week. Did you? And it was about... Um, what was it about? Oh yeah, like strawberries. Oh, don't spoil it. All right, well, I won't spoil it. <laughs> but it, it was essentially about getting foodstuffs on uh, the zombie's face. That's what it looked like, and not blood. I just think like the makeup, the special effects, all that type of thing. I mean, I don't know what the budget was I... for this film, but it, it, it's pretty bad, even compared to like you know a B movie zombie film. I, I picked it. I thought the zombie um, effects was was quite good. Um, I, I, I not all of the time. There's, there's quite a lot of zombies actually. It's in some some instances, and there are other scenes where I think they could. Have shown a lot more zombies to really get across. Joel's right in some instances that some of the fight scenes, yeah, you know, it, it does lack some of the grit and gore of a zombie film. But actually, it plays quite well in a Jane Austen film, you know. So you've got to, it, there is a playoff on that. But I thought the zombies' effects were really good. And from the off, you know, the sort of the pre opening scene, I actually thought that was done really well. It sets the scene quite good. Those zombies in the very first five minutes, ten minutes of the film. That that sets you up. That's quite scary, actually. To, to considering what you know is 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 it going to be a PG thirteen film? Okay, Gavin. I would just like to add: it definitely isn't a PG thirteen. It is a fifteen, and it's the yeah. same rating as like you know Shaun of the Dead. I do agree with Joel that uh, the zombies could have been a bit more sort of like ferocious. I'm never personally a fan of talking zombies in a film. I think you know zombies they, they talk as well. Yeah, yeah. Like Only the civilized ones. Yeah. So um, when you get bitten, you essentially, you, you come back to life. You've got a lot of your, you know, human elements still there. But the more, you know, if you actually, you know, eat human flesh, then you become more zombie. So and they, they retain they power of speech. Yeah. They, retain, they retain memories. They remember they, who they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't know so, they're a zombie. Well, to begin with. Right. Well, okay. but, the, but no, some of them do. When they, the, the church, I mean, like, well, some of them are missing church, limbs in, and have got, in, like, in holes the in the face. In the church they do, but when they first become a zombie, they don't know they're a zombie. Well, I don't see, think. This, right. is, this, is, this is the thing that I actually enjoyed about it, because, I mean, like, you know, as Joel said before, it could have been, like, schlock and gosh, you know, bloody... Um, I don't know what the hell I just said there, but you know, like <laughs> Slock and gosh, I love Slock and gosh, Slock and, slock and gosh. I got, like, the I got the impression what he means is just blood and gore yeah, everywhere. Yeah. You know, exactly that as well. It could have been all that, <laughs> um, I, you know. But how many like bad Shaun of the Dead ripoffs have we seen? You know, like it's not quite a horror film. It's 
not quite a comedy film. It's somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. You know, so many different settings, so many different scenarios. This is actually something different. This is unique. This is original. And when I was saying before, I'm not a fan of talking zombies and films. I'm not, but this did a really interesting take on it for me because as Austin said before, they do have the human elements. They do have the memories. Some of them don't know that they are zombies. And it raises sort of like moral and ethical questions later on about, you know, like kind of, should we actually be right to kill them? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you mind Wickham before he takes Liz to this church, um, like in in the the barren wastelands of of England, where it's a, a no go area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly because yeah. the zombies have taken hold, so you're not allowed to go there because it's essentially just run by zombies. And there's just so many of them. She uh, just thinks that zombies are quite animalistic as well. She just is used to the classic zombies that we are. So they go to this church. They sit down, and there's this sermon going on. And, um, there's, you know, it's absolutely packed, you know, hundreds of people. And then she realizes at some point they're all zombies. And, you know, he's saying to her, listen, you know, this is what zombies can be like. We're just used to seeing zombies who have eaten human flesh. You know, they can be civilized. You know, they, they, they do retain a lot of their personality, a lot of their memories. You know, should we have the right to kill them? If, you know, especially if they don't know that they're a zombie, you know, if they haven't done anything, if they haven't eaten anybody you know, why should we kill them? It's like we're punishing them even more. Some of them might be innocent who've just been like bitten by a, you know, a zombie. Uh, They haven't done anything wrong themselves. So why should we then kill them? So, you know, there was that sort of moral and ethical question. Like, should we uh, snuff out the evil or the the death before it happens? Even if, you know, you know, it's an innocent person, Mm -hmm. essentially the same question. Are you pointing at me? (laughs) Like really angrily. (laughs) The same question that was asked last week, Jordy, like, you know, (laughs) about killing that kid before it actually becomes don't, don't evil. Don't bring Eli into this. <laughs> yeah, leave Eli out of it. That was a good film. <laughs> that was a hit list film, mate. Um, so, yeah, I'd just like to counter what Gav said with um, a point which has just completely gone out of my head because you've, you've mentioned <laughs> Eli. Eli. Um, Jesus Christ. I a bottle from Joel. Everything oh. Gav said he's saying is the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember what I was going to say. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I can see what Gav's saying, and perhaps it does say that. But what I would say is that it just confuses the film even more because the film doesn't have a target audience. If you go and watch this film thinking it'll be like a different take on Jane Austen, you're going to be disappointed because it's not really that. And if you go and watch this film like I did, thinking it would be like a fun version of Pride and Prejudice with zombies in, it's not really that. It's not really that either. Like it, I was going to say, it's like, that, that, what, what gave you that impression? <laughs> well, well ex- exactly. I mean, the title for this film kind of sells itself, and it's why I was so interested in it. But when you watch it, and the zo- it kind of makes these zombies out to be people with like a moral undertone underneath it. it it's not ex- what you're expecting. And... Um, it just doesn't play well into the whole kind of, uh, you know, theme of the f- film as well. And it just kind of comes back to, to the action uh, that the, uh, you know, like the, the female characters are all trained in like martial arts and stuff, stuff like that to uh, defeat the, the zombies. And those are kind of so-called higher class, uh, you know, characters and things like that. And they're going around killing zombies. So it, it's just a very confused film. I don't think it really knows what it wants to be overall. Okay. So, so you say that Georgian high society was trained in martial arts. Yeah. So the, yes. fi- the five sisters, Bennett sisters, is it Bennett? Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, they're, they're all trained in martial arts. But what I would say as well is that if they were trained in martial arts, they need to get a fucking refund because their martial arts are shit. <laughs> Hey, they killed a lot of zombies between them. them doing <laughs> doing cartwheels. Yeah, I, I, like, I thought that was quite a, a good take on it. And some of those uh, scenes, because it, some of that is done, you know, lighthearted. It's, it knows this is a very, you know, crazy situation to put them in. You know, Jane Austen, all of these people, the girls have been trained in China. The higher classes have been trained in Japan. Um, it's sort of it's it's putting all these layers down, and there's there's scenes. Some of the best scenes in the film for me were actually the Jane Austen style scenes. The action is fun and it's good, and and, um, and there's a lot of talk in between sort of key characters that end in sort of fights, and that's kind of a nice way to break some tension and just add, and gives the, the director a, a good chance to show off some, uh, you know. Just to, to keep the, the plot moving in that, but the um, the Jane Austen scenes, the bits where you're seeing um, Darcy's not Darcy's sister, it's the other. Is it Darcy's sister? And she's sort of being a bit of a bitch to um, 
to to no, Elizabeth it's, Bennett. It's or, the other guy's sister. So yeah, so oh, so the 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 Bingley. Um, if you know Bingley, mm. he's uh, one of the rich guys. Yeah. Darcy's his, his sister. His sister's being a bit of a bitch, and she because um, she wants Darcy to marry somebody else, okay. and she could see that there's a bit of a As chemistry. Is true in the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yes. so and then so there's this sort of one-upmanship, and she's trying to put it down. You know, oh, I see you trained in China, blah blah blah, and that sort of stuff. So you get this level of rich people go to Japan to learn martial arts. The others okay. go somewhere else. Okay. So all that sort of layers are in there. Mm. Uh, they, they mean, it, it's it's just another point of them trying to lay out the prejudices yeah, of the classes. I'll, I'll give know. them that one. Yeah, it sounds yeah. daft, but yeah, yeah, okay, fair explanation. I mean, but yeah. it, it is daft. But, but it's it, meant but to But it knows it's daft. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, I'm with you. Uh, Gavin, something to add? Yeah, no, I, I, would, I would argue Joel's point before when he said that you, the film doesn't know its audience. I think that if you like zombie films, if you like zombie comedy films, if you're a fan of the graphic novel, which it's based on, if you're even a fan of the Jane Austen original, anybody can enjoy this because there's, there's a lot of Jane Austen's actual work still in here. You know, mm. as you keep on saying, oh, just like in the book, just like mm. in the book. Maybe I'll take my grandma and see what she thinks then. <laughs> <laughs> she is going to fucking love it. Yeah, she <laughs> might have <laughs> that. <laughs> but um, I think there's enough of the, like, the book still in there that people mm. can actually still enjoy it. And it's it, it's a new, original, interesting takes on it. Like, you know, so if, if we can just like talk about the characters for a second. I was, I've been trying to get onto that for a while now. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just that, like what Austin was saying about the sisters before like so for me it gives a a nice original spin on this lily james uh, plays elizabeth bennett she's you know as you know the older sibling Mm -hmm. in this though she's like this tough as nails um this tough of nails group of of, uh, zombie battling sisters and one thing you can say about this adaptation is it gives elizabeth and her sisters uh, characters a bit of a shot in the arm Although there's still like sort of like the patriarchal elements of the Georgian era in which the film is, is set. Um, for example, you know, being married off by your parents, as Austin said, to wealthy suitors, regardless of compatibility, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Bennett sisters in this are like a complete force to be reckoned with. And Elizabeth and her sister Jane, uh, who's, you know, the one that gets with, um, what's his name? Uh, Bingley. Bingley, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're by far the most fleshed out characters, pun intended. Um, and even the more stereotypical one-dimension female characters have a lot more to them because they're either played by, you know, terrific and or hilarious character actors like, like Sally, Sally Phillips. Oh, she was or, brilliant. She was this. amazing, yeah. yeah. But yeah. there are one-dimensional female characters. No, no, in, no, I, I'm saying... In, that, in Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, yeah, oh, in Pride yeah. and Prejudice there are. But it, one of the classic British uh, English language novels... Yes. Um, and the female characters are poorly represented. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying if you watch any sort of, like, I, 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 I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to yeah. lie, I've never read Pride and Prejudice, but I have seen two adaptations of Pride and Prejudice, and I'll tell you right now that there are, like, I, I can't even tell you the names of the sisters who aren't Elizabeth and Jane. The other sisters, they are pretty one-dimensional, you know, there's, they're just essentially caricatures. One of them's wild, one of them's, you know, like, kind of ditzy, one of them's, what, you know, it's that sort of thing. Mm. With this, what they've done is they've given them a more, you know, more of a shot in the, uh, the arm by either hiring uh, really talented uh, actresses or, as Joel said before, you know, um, fleshing them out with regards to making them all complete actual badasses. So there's still that element of what Austin was saying before, like the original, like, oh, you know, they do want to get married off and they do want to, you know, kind of um, you know, find a, a man that they're compatible with and, you know, uh, start a life. But they're also at the core of it complete badasses who mm. rip off a zombie's arm okay. in the beat, you know, beat of a heart. Okay. Um, but tell me about the, you've told me about the characters, who's playing them, what's the cast like, how do they perform? So, do you want to go first, Ozzy? Uh, yeah, well, so you've got Lily James is, um, is Elizabeth. Is he, right? Yeah, yeah. And she does an absolutely fantastic job. She's like, out and away, you know, you're the, you're the, you're the lead role mm. and, and she, she stands up to that completely. Yeah. Um, I, I genuinely thought that, uh, that Sally Phillips like blew me away and the scene she's in, I just thought, she plays it absolutely f- perfectly. So for laughs, you know, it's, she's right up there. She is the mother. She is doing the whole trying to uh, sell her daughters off essentially. And she just does it perfectly. Yeah. So she is not a badass type character. She is very much trying to um, make the family higher standing. You know, that's, that's her job in the film. That's her job in the book. And she's doing a great job and she's funny with it as yeah, well. Yeah, The thing is, is that could have easily just been like a, uh, you know, a yeah. caricature. Yeah. But the way she plays it, because she's, you know, such a fantastic and experienced comedic actress, you know, she brings this whole different element to it. And every scene that she's in is just, you know, she just lights up the screen. She's amazing in it. 
You know who else really uh, stood out is uh, Matt, Matt Smith. There's yeah. that Parson, um, Parson, I can't remember his second name, but he, he's like this. He's their cousin. Mm. Uh, he comes along at some point, uh, Parson Collins. Oh, yeah. um, he turns up to try and marry off one of the, the daughters because he's the only male heir of that family. So at some point he'll he'll have the house. Just like in the book. <laughs> yes, Gav, but, just like in the book. But he is so <laughs> over the top and camp with it and it's just fantastic. Like you say he, Matt Smith is in Doctor Who, Matt Smith. Doctor yeah, Who, yeah, Matt yeah. Smith, yeah, yeah, he's in it. Yeah, so he does a great job. Oh, he's brilliant, uh, yeah. Lady Catherine is um, Lena. Lena Lena Heady. Heady. Yeah, okay, he, Lady he, Catherine is... She is... Um, Darcy's aunt? Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, Lady uh, Catherine. And in this, she is, um, like, essentially the the baddest zombie yeah. killer going. Just like course, this grizzled zombie yeah. war vet. <laughs> yeah, so, she, so she's, she's, a, she's very much the biggest badass going. And um, and she does a great job. There's a scene where she comes down to uh, to threaten... Uh, Lizzie Bennett, because her daughter is uh, is has been you know sort of betrothed to uh, to Darcy f- forevermore, so she comes down to scare her away essentially. So there's a great sort of fight scene going on there with her in uh, uh, her um, what do you call it like a, a ward, what do you, like a bodyguard essentially. Mm. But that's, that's oh, yeah. it. She, she does a really good job of that. You can, you can fully believe who she is trying to be. You know, in terms of this, she's she's. She's, she's a fantastic uh, actress, and yeah, yeah. Okay. So she doesn't get a lot of screen time. To be fair, no. I mean, she got one of the top billing names. I think she was like second or third billing, and I was surprised by how little screen time she actually had. But what screen time? What little screen time? Screen time. Oh, screen time. <laughs> screen time. <laughs> she's. I need to go for a lie down. What little time she did have on screen, she made the most of it. Okay. You know, she, she, she's just an absolute presence. Anything to add about casting characters, uh, Joel? Um, yeah, so I mean, quite obviously, I, I disagree there. And I was going to mention that point anyway that Gav said, uh, you know, Lena Headley was kind of, um, you know, top villain. And I found a post on the internet and she's in the film, totally, total uh, screen time. She has six minutes in the film. Um, but what are six minutes? I mean, and I, I would uh, kind of point at the fact as well that, you know, it, it's kind of midway through her Game of Thrones career and she was really kind of typecast into this uh, tough kind of Cersei type of character in that uh, she's very ruthless, you know, as these guys said. And I think the only person who comes out of this film with any credit is... Um, the uh, Doctor Who actor, I can't remember yeah, name escaped me there. I think everybody else is absolutely terrible. I think Sam Riley as Mr. Darcy is extremely weak. Like when he's on the screen, it, it, he is terrible. The other male character, uh, Mr. Bingley, Douglas Booth, he is oh. he is a massive joke as well. I'll, he's I'll, just, give, you, I'll give you that. He's Bingley's a wet fart. Like he, he, <laughs> I, mean, I, <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. I half back yeah. what Joel's saying there. <laughs> like whenever those guys are on the screen and um you know the men are portray fear or any type of complex emotion they just utterly fail uh the kind of five female characters which are meant to be you know the strong females they're all trained in martial arts as I would say, like the when the film tries to portray them as badasses, like they all have like you know the slow motion bit when there's like a bit when the zombies attack and mm. it they're all kind of it's almost like um, you know Reservoir Dogs when there's that kind of slow motion when walking <laughs> scene when they're all together it's like that but with with the girls and it just makes them look terrible okay. and like the fact that they're meant to be these badasses as well it it just doesn't go well like at all. I want to ask you a bit more about Sam Riley is it who plays Mister Darcy. I mean, Mr. Darcy, if you thought about the book, Pride and Prejudice, Mr. Darcy's the standout character. This is classic English literature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the most iconic characters in in English language literature. I want to hear about him, his portrayal, how true is he to the character, because this is a big deal. And his chemistry with Lily James, you say, please, Lizzie, this has to work. It can't be Pride and Prejudice if if they get Darcy wrong. Did they get it right? So I did have a bit of uh, an issue with, uh, with Darcy, um, wait there, I, t- I, I want to take her Like on, honestly, like, on first viewing, I, I didn't like him. I, I did, Sam Riley, I, Sam Riley, I think is a great actor, by the way. I loved him in Control. Um, you, um, you know, the, um, Ian Curtis film. Yeah, how, how, how is he in this gap? Well, <laughs> I think he sounds exactly like Sean Pertory <laughs> and he looked a little bit, <laughs> 
He looked a little bit like a gremlin. I am, I am. Like, like, but, you know, for me, this is like li- one of literature's biggest sex symbols. Uh-huh. And he just didn't do it for me. You know, it's like, like casting <laughs> Stephen well, Merchant well, as Mr. Darcy. Well, well, you know, no, no, he's no, a strange, googly looking guy. I think for me, it was just because... I, you know, when I think of Mr. Darcy, you just think of sex symbol. I think, you know, Colin Firth in yeah. the, uh, uh, you know, the early 90s yeah, adaptation. Yeah. I mean, you know, for more like Colin Girth, am I right, Darcy? Um, <laughs> but, yes. Yeah, yes. But, <laughs> hopefully, Darcy <Elsie> doesn't know. <laughs> but, you know, but the more, the more I thought about it, Riley's performance was more, animalistic like it was mirroring that of the zombies and i realized later on the thing that made darcy so appealing in the novel and other adaptations of the film is that you know it was his looks it was his wealth it was his brute intensity whereas what attracts elizabeth to him here and because elizabeth isn't just your standard sort of like girl that just wants to be married off and wants Mm. to find she is somebody who is like an experienced trained martial artist who's also an intellectual has read many books you know she is looking for, she's not looking for just a you know, rich husband to settle down with. She is attracted by his prowess and experience as a fighter and, you know, his brood and intensity as well, because she's not asked about finding a rich husband. She wants to find somebody who is matches her physically and intellectually. And that is what Darcy provides. So and, he matches her as a zombie uh, killer and that's what she's attracted to. Exactly. I mean, but the romance in Pride and Prejudice worked to a T without that. Couldn't they have tapped into something that Jane Austen originally wrote? So, so they sort of do. They, they, they capture it. So at the dance, so the ball, the yeah. uh, Bingley's ball, is is when you first see them. Is that they have that uh, the Jane Austen moment where they don't like each other. They find each other absolutely because they're so similar. So they have that scene where I know, don't they, like you. Don't, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not a very good zombie killer. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's more that she thinks he's uh, arrogant because he, he comes across as arrogant, and she thinks he's too quick to to kill zombies. He's just you know, he's got a real chip on his shoulder. Mm. Um, and then he, she overhears him saying something along the lines of her not being very agreeable. Um, possibly the least agreeable of the sisters or something like that. Right. Um, so there's that, there's that moment. And as, and then, but they have other screen, uh, they have other scenes together where, um, where that relationship builds up and it does build up. Uh, I, I would say it's believable because it's, it's only a, sh- it's a short movie. So the scenes that have to work and, and, and I get this, there's an argument that maybe they don't fully because you know not everyone's got a lot of screen time to to play with but actually in this their scenes are intense because they're arguing and and i think you can see the relationship building through these arguments through these differences and then it gets to a point where you can see that they care about each other they're doing things within the argument they're saying things within the argument to um not necessarily to rile each other, but you know, to to try and protect each other. Mm. And you do you do notice that. And then actually, when there's the scene where she's gone uh, uh, towards the end, you know, she she goes over into the no man's land. He goes over into no man's land. She tells him something that she found out about uh, Saint Lazarus, which is where the zombies are. Um, church, the church, um, okay. which is where they are doing their little meetings. He goes there to try and find the other Bennett sister. He gets trapped, and that's the. The excitement there, yeah, where, you know, she's been kidnapped. But, okay. but you, the, the real, I think you have a real belief that they care for each other. Yeah. And he's gone to save the sister because it's her sister, mm. not for any other reason. Um, and th- when I, I mentioned it before, like, uh, it isn't just about their kind of compatibility as fighters. It is, you know, sort of like, th- there is that sort of sexual chemistry to it as well. You know, like she um, f- fancies him, but she doesn't want to admit yeah. it because he's quite arrogant because he thinks that he's like the best zombie fighter of all time. He fancies her, but she, he thinks that he, she's below his station sort yep. of thing. So he doesn't want to admit it. Yep. And that's more to do with, you know, her um, fighting abilities as well. Mm. There's a scene later on where they actually, you know, they come to, to blows. You think that they're, you know, going to have this really passionate moment, but they end up beating the shit out of each other. And you know, that it's, it's a, it's that was, I thought not was a, like in yeah, the book. <laughs> not like in the book. I thought that was a good spin yeah, yeah, on, good, on yeah. it. You know, it just after he has his little bath it's, in the, in the pond, you know? especially with the, because there's bits where the swords and Sorry, Joel, I just butted in on you there. But like the, they they slashing open buttons off uh, off the costumes. Mm. So there's you know some scenes where that could quite easily become uh, you know an excuse for a sex scene. So it comes close, and you you see the tension, you feel the tension on screen, 
and then it splits up and okay. then they go. Um, so that's kind of the build-up is it's done that way. Yeah. I want to see if Joel has anything to add before we bring this to a close. Uh, well, just one last point. If you imagine this is like a report card, Dave, and you've got like a page on zombies, the next page is literature, the next page is comedy, the next page is, uh, you know, horror, whatever, that will yeah. be one out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it has, it has no redeeming features? There's Absolutely none. Okay. The costumes are good. <laughs> if you buy costumes from Neto. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with Neto. There's nothing wrong with Neto. Like, like, a, a lot of this film, I think like 99% of it was actually shot on location. The location is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the um, actresses who played the Bennett sisters, they did all of their own fight choreography and all of their own stunts. Joel was saying before, you know, about the, these these scenes where they don't look great. Admittedly, there is the first scene when you're introduced to them as zombie fighters it is a little bit like Charlie's Angels. But later on, there's a couple of scenes where one, especially when they're practicing downstairs in the basement oh, that's um, training, you can see that that is them doing all their own stunts and they do look absolutely badass. I also think the choreography, uh, you know, of the fights is brilliant. The camera work is great as well. As Austin said, the sets, there's a lot of stuff and it's going on for this film that it makes it really good. Okay, I'm prepared to draw this to a close. Anyone has any final points? Nope. All I'll say to you right now, this is very evenly matched. So I'm uh, going to go a point that might sway me either way. No? I, I don't want to start uh, slinging mud, but I'm going to. Um, now, Joel, bearing in mind, has watched a zombie film every week for about the past 15 years. This, so. this isn't going to affect my judgment, <laughs> but it sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what he thinks is a bad zombie film you know, a normal person might think is actually really good. So let's just bear that in mind. A zombie. That's a bad zombie film. A zombie <laughs> was a very accurate portrayal of what might happen if Osama Bin Laden came back as a zombie. <laughs> oh shit, I forgot about that film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's another one I subjected you all to. This is, this okay. is better than that. This is genuinely quite level pegging in my mind, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mull this over for a bit. Uh, Joel, kill some time for me, please. Yeah, so this... Quiz is literally just about zombie films. I've tried to do at least kind of one to two questions on most of the kind of mainstream uh, zombie films. So first question, how many of the dead films has George A. Romero produced? So this doesn't include like the remakes, just like unique names only. So we're looking for films of the dead. What are the, is, is, do you mean like written and directed or just as a producer? Well, directed slash produced. Uh, five. Day of, night of, dawn of, diary of, diary of, yeah. Um, and I'm thinking there might be another I've forgotten, secret, so that's why I'm going with five. Of. Secrets of, yeah. secrets of, secret of. life of, <laughs> land, land of is the one they've forgotten. Land of, so that's five that he's written and directed. But I also think he produced the remakes of Day and Dawn, so Except, seven. Yeah, so not remakes, but there is six. Oh, I told you, ones. secret life of one. Secret life of the living day. <laughs> um, so, if anybody remembers the first um, horror month that we did, I chose Wreck. The patient zero had a name, the old woman at the end. Because can anybody remember oh, what she Jesus. was called? Oh, Mar- um, Margaret. Margaret's close. <laughs> Is it Cruz? No, it's not. <laughs> but it's um, yeah, something Spanish. Veronica. Veronica. Like Clara or something. It is something Spanish. It's Tristana. Oh. And then... Idiot. Uh, <laughs> bonus point, Gava. I'm pretty sure you know this. What was it... Um, what title was it re-released under in the USA? Bam, bam, bam. Quarantine. Correct. Oh, really? Yeah, Quarantine 2 is not good. It's not a good film. Um, so, what is the highest grossing zombie film of all time? Uh, oh, I think it's something really, something really uh, fucking stupid, like Warm Bodies. No. Uh, Shaun of the Dead? No. Oh, no, I was going to say that. I don't know. Uh, think of like a relatively recent one that's got Brad Pitt in it. Oh, uh, well, oh well, yeah. Yeah. well done, Ozzy. Yeah. Point for you. Well, um, okay, I'll be impressed if anyone gets both of these. In the Resident Evil film series, who plays Claire Redfield and Leon Kennedy? Oh, fucking, uh, like, uh, no mark, no mark territory here, but Dave's going to get it because he knows every actor who ever lived. Claire, was that Ali Lata who played Claire? Claire is Ali Lata. Yeah. I'll be super impressed if you get Leon, Leon Kennedy. Leon Kennedy. Isn't he like uh, a Ukrainian actor? I'm not sure what nationality, but he, um, he no, was pretty fucking bad. I'm not going to get Leon. It's a guy called Johan Urb. Um, oh. no, um, so what connects 28 Days Later and Thor Ragnarok? 
Um, sorry, 28 weeks later. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you, I'm glad you clarified yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, Jeremy Renner. Mm, no, I, I made sure to say Ragnarok. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> close though. Idris Elba. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh. Um, okay, so what film did George A. Romero describe as the Gone with the Wind of zombie films? <laughs> George A. Romero described this as white zombie. No, Here, I'll give you a clue. He made it himself. <laughs> Not living, living dead. dead. No. Dawn of the Dead? No. Day of the Dead? Yeah, Day of the what? Dead. It's not even his best day of the Dead films. Does he mean that it was the longest? <laughs> um, okay, so this one is just a bit of a, a joke question, but to the nearest thousand, how many gallons of fake blood were used in the Evil Dead remake? And I'll Jeez. give you I'll give you a little bit of yeah. context. Lots. 200 to 300 gallons were used in the original. How many thousand? And how many thousand were used in the remake, the 2012 version? I'm going to say three and a half thousand. I'm going to say it was pretty fucking bloody. Uh, 11? 11, what are you going to uh, I'm going to say 23. 70,000 gallons of oh, <laughs> My God, it was a bloody film. Oh, like me. Apparently in the final scene, they used 50,000 gallons just for that scene. How many uh, gallons is in like an Olympic swimming pool? Anyone know? I, I do not know. Was no, it? not top my head. <laughs> um, okay, so where did the idea of Shaun of the Dead, the Dawn of the Dead parody come from? I've uh, literally jo- just jo- said jo- the Dawn. Right. I want to say episode three of Spaced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you'd be correct, Dave. It was <laughs> from that episode that the uh, came up with the original idea. I, I showed Kat that episode literally two nights ago. <laughs> and then uh, Shaun of the Dead inspired which other popular zombie film? I think every subsequent zombie film following Shaun of the Dead. But there's one in particular that has mentioned Shaun of the Dead as a influence. Oh, oh. Um, it's recent film. Isn't one it? of the Dead? No, no. It's um, it's like a really recent film. Like within the last two years, I think. Warm bodies. Ozzy <laughs> <laughs> well, is correct in that it's a really recent zombie film. Really, really recent. I well, can't even... say really recent. Wreckly recent. So by days, Zombieland, you boost. Oh, right. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, um, okay, so can you name, I don't know if anyone's seen Diary of the Dead, but can you name any of the guest newsreaders that were in that film? And they're quite big names. Guest newsreaders, as in like they're actually news personalities. Yeah, so in the film, it, it, a lot of it is covered uh, through a hand camera and a lot of it's on, like, the news, and they have news readers. In Zombieland or in... Di- in Diary, Diary of and the Dead. And these are genuine, like, American broadcasters? No. Um, no. Oh, they're just actors playing? They are actors and directors, but they're oh. pretty huge names. Uh, Wes Craven. Wes Craven is one. Tom Savini? No. Uh, Toby Hooper? Toby Hooper? No. Think of a film I just mentioned about two minutes ago. Um, Edgar Wright? Close. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. <laughs> Simon. So, <laughs> so Simon. Quentin Tarantino, Wes Craven, Guillermo del Toro, Simon Pegg, and Stephen King were all in there. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I was going to... I was thinking Stephen King, but I was actually You were going to say Richard Madeley? Well, I was thinking Steven Spielberg, <laughs> but all I could think of was Stephen he lo- King. He loves a good zombie film, Spielberg. <laughs> so, uh, which critically acclaimed zombie film took only four months to make from start to finish? That's like directed post-production. Night of the Living Dead. No, it's mm. a lot more recent than that. Zombieland. World War Z. No, this is. The, the we, go, I haven't mentioned this film once yet. Warm bodies. <laughs> no. the the we've also covered this film. On, 28 days later. No, we've we've covered this film in the podcast. Wreck. Fairly recently. Uh, yesterday? Oh, my days. How many more clues, John? Train to Busan. Oh, oh yeah. What um, a good film. And then finally, another piss take question. Um, but I'll be impressed if anyone gets this, but if you get this, you win the whole quiz. Uh, what were the extras who appeared in the original Dawn of the Dead given? So they weren't like brains. Uh, <laughs> I wish Aussie, uh, they weren't, you know, pa- quid paid day. like an actual salary. They were given something oh, just a else. hot meal and a drink. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's no, kind of like that. that. Um, Anyone want to hazard a guess? A bag um, of oranges. Body parts, like fake, fake body parts. So they were given one dollar in cash, a donut, and a donut 
the dead t-shirt wow that was their wow. payment for appearing <laughs> wow. in the film wow but how many were there there must have been loads uh, yeah loads so i'm gonna um <laughs> i'm yeah, gonna give ozzy the, the quiz winning yeah. well how many uh, gallons did we say again uh seven, seventy thousand seventy thousand wow so it turns out it's six hundred thousand in an olympic swimming pool so, <laughs> so i was trying to think that maybe i'd be able to compare it to maybe a, swimming a kid's pool. swimming pool but, yeah yeah Maybe a hot tub. <laughs> Olympic-sized hot tub. <laughs> Can't wait for that to become a sport. <laughs> God, we were mastering that. We're all gold medalists. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, Joel. It was great. Um, I'm not going to lie, I had no chance to mull things over because I've just been thinking about classic horror zombie films. Good um, questions, though. Yeah, really good questions. This is a classic film, Annie. Horror film? Mm, time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> I have been so thinking... That was such conviction. <laughs> I have been thinking about this. Um, I, I'm not sure what to make of it. It is pretty even, actually. Um, it's a great concept. No one can deny that. This is a great idea. Um, it's a fascinating idea. And I think a lot of people will have tuned in and watched this film out of curiosity, if nothing else. How entertained will those people be once they've settled down to watch it, though? It was interesting to hear what people were saying. If you're a classic zombie fan, you're going to enjoy it. Uh, Joel disputed that, and I'm leaning with Joel on this point. What I was told about speaking zombies, intelligent zombies, it's a fresh take. I, I can't deny its originality, but is it necessarily what people who are zombie fans want to see? It's very out of the thinking outside of the box, maybe a little too much so. I think there's certain genres you don't need to tamper with too much to keep it fresh or to keep it keep people interested i think the zombie genre is one of them you play with it too much there lies the way of destruction um the cast sounds good the cast sounds good for the most part the one that worries me is darcy like i said like we all agreed this is one of the biggest figures in in literature in, in english language literature at any rate and i'm not convinced they got him right i'm thinking this, this may have been a bit of a miscast sam Riley's a good actor but is he right for this role? And I'm not so sure. And I'm wondering about the chemistry between him and Lily James, who I actually really write as a fantastic actress, but I, I'm not so sure about the chemistry by the sounds of it. And I'm not so sure about the romance of Lizzie and Darcy. It was already pretty classic. You didn't need to play with it too much and make it all about them being attracted to each other because of their zombie killing ability. I admit it fits in with the film in this incarnation. They've done it, but I'm not overly sure. I agree with what Joel was saying about Lena Headey, how she may have been typecast in a very Cersei Lannister role by the sounds of it, but the rest of the cast sounds quite good. Everyone had praise for Matt Smith. Um, so I don't know, I'm very torn between what seems to be... I, I'm, I'm, no, no, this is like Alan Sugar on The Apprentice. No, no, you've had your moment. You've had... You're I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'm speaking now. I forgot to mention Dave Charles Dance is in it. You did, you did forget to mention Charles Dance. That, <laughs> the, shit, door, yeah. the door closed. <laughs> Charles Dance is not on the record. <laughs> but no, the supporting cast does sound to be quite good. Um, I'm, I'm concerned that they got the Bennett sisters, uh, that they did them a, a disservice. These are, again, classic characters. And I feel that maybe, from what I, Gav said, they weren't the best adapted for this. I mean, the, the, the five sisters are supposed to be pretty classic literary characters. Um, but then they did get Lizzie right, and she is the protagonist. I really, my mind has been all over on this one, but I think the thing I'm going to have to settle on is I'm not convinced that the zombie fans are going to be enamored with this film, and I'm not convinced that Pride and Prejudice fans are going to be enamored with these films. I think it's missed its target audience. Fantastic concept, but I'm not sure it's been executed properly. For that reason, I put it on the shit list. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, uh, genuine opinions. Austin, you picked this film. I'm surprised. I actually quite enjoyed it. I really? thought it was all right. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's, it's not going to win awards for being the greatest film ever. But I thought it was quite entertaining. Is there an award uh, for the greatest film ever? <laughs> <laughs> there should be. And how do we submit Pride Prejudice and Zombies? <laughs> if there was an award for that, it probably wouldn't win it. Yeah. But it was. Uh, I, I thought it was quite entertaining. I thought it was quite good. I think maybe we did the uh, the sisters of the service so I'd, I'd say two of them don't get much time at all but they still do a good job um, for what they're on it but I'd, I'd say three of them to be fair <laughs> I, mean, you know. but I, I thought the, the entire film I thought was quite enjoyable there are moments that are um, yeah you know it, it's a fun film it's it's not something you're gonna you know you're not gonna sit down mm. on a, a Friday night maybe and watch it but maybe a Saturday evening you know Sunday evening. He's easily watchable. I think. I think it's uh, it, it's unoffensive. Yeah. To be honest with you, but it's, I thought it was quite entertaining. Yeah, I, enjoy, I liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you summed it up pretty well. To be honest, Dave. 
Um, I, I completely agree with everything you said. Um, <laughs> I, I did watch it a few years ago and I couldn't really remember that much about it. And then I watched it again recently and I was like, oh yeah, there's, there's a reason. It's, you know, it is, as Joel was saying before, it's a lot of things together in, you know, melting pot and yeah. it just doesn't work. Well, the book, the book isn't that mm. good to be fair. The book is essentially read Pride and Prejudice and add the word zombie every now oh, and then. Oh, you mean the, the book Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? That oh, book, yeah, not yeah. Pride and yeah, Prejudice. Yeah, no, it's, like, it's a one-trick it, pony. It's a well-regarded it's a, classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a one-trick pony. The reason the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies book is a big, is a bestseller is literally because it's a joke. Mm. Of, people bought that and I don't think I've read it again like I was saying curiosity yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah completely yeah. No, I don't think people have read that I reckon half the people who bought the book didn't read it it was gifts yeah, yeah. secret yeah. Santa presents yeah definitely <laughs> Joel what do you think uh, well yeah you know as as um Ozzy's pick, I was quite curious about it because it's a zombie film that I hadn't seen but one of the biggest turn-offs for me was the action I do think it was really bad it was essentially a very, very watered-down kind of uh, zombie action, and it was just really, really disappointing. Um, And I pretty much agree with everything I said. I would rather watch Eli three times than watch this again, I think. I didn't think it was that bad, but I could, I could leave it a, a good. I could leave it a couple of years before I watched it again. It was, it was, it was pleasant. It was pleasant, but it wasn't anything great. It missed a lot of uh, easy. It missed a, missed a lot of open goals. I'd say, like Joel was saying, it could have done the action loads better. It could have done some of the fight scenes loads better. Um, it, it could have done some of the romance. I thought the romance was quite good actually, but yeah, it, there was a lot of easy wins that they could have had and they missed, but. Well, it's been a while, so I will yeah. I will re- rewatch and I'll let you know what I actually think. Obviously, if you go on to live another fifty years, yeah, uh, I had to watch this twenty five times, twenty six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, 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 there was a bit there right at the very end. It looked like shit was about to kick off, and I was like, "Man, this this is gonna this is gonna be really good." And then it just ended. It was like, um, and I was like, "What? Oh, what? What and about it, it, after the wedding?" Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, hang on, was it after the credits? I can't remember. It just looked like I was like, oh, this is going to be good, and then it was just like, no, it ended. So we d- we didn't mention your man. Uh, what's his name? The the, the bad one well, who turns out to be a bad guy. Oh, yeah. Wickham. Yeah, he was he was a nefarious character, and he was getting the zombies to revolt, and he was the one that was causing all of these you know kickoffs. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and then there's a big fight later on between him and Darcy, and Darcy kills him. But then later on, he comes back as a zombie, and he's got this army of he was zombies. A zombie anyway, wasn't he? Oh yeah, he was a zombie the, this I, whole time. Yeah. I I, I didn't do a great job of no, some of the, the plot, to be fair. I should have just read my notes about the Probably plot. Probably for the best, honestly. Been, all right, but, but, yeah. but right at the very end, he comes charging in with all these zombies on horseback, yeah. and it's like, oh, shit's going to kick off. And then zombies just like, ride horses. Then. Yeah, yeah. It just, it just goes <laughs> oh, yeah, black. It, it just goes black. Yeah, they're going to be the horsemen of the apocalypse, are Oh, yeah, the horsemen of the apocalypse are there. Yeah, the zombie horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh, because there's a bit of a religious take at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to love it. Yeah, I saw it, like I say, a couple of years ago, but I didn't remember very much of it all. I think I was like half watching it maybe that's why every two years you need to rewatch it yeah okay yeah. well I'll, I'll refresh <laughs> two years now, to forget it and then <laughs> is it higher or lower than I really want to do um, uh, Darcy's voice is it higher or lower than our previous film on trial Darcy should not sound like that <laughs> this, this is how he sounds like in the film <laughs> I tell you what, like, do, do Colin Firth, Darcy, because you're going to kill yourself doing it. You <laughs> <laughs> actually sounded like the Crypt Keeper more than Darcy. <laughs> it's like Vincent Price. You sound like, sound like the Crypt Keeper when he was trying to do Vincent Price. Hello, guys and ghouls. <laughs> Eli scored 48% and 44%. Ooh, tough one. <sighs> I reckon around the similar, around a similar mark. So 48 um, critical and 44 Ooh. audience. I think it should be higher. It, it's better than Eli. I'm going to go for less. I'm going to say lower. Uh, well, well, I mean, it's sort of all around the same ballpark. Um, it was uh, 3% lower for critical and Bob on the exact same for audience, yeah. 44%. So mm. Eli's a better fan. Everybody thought it was... <laughs> <shit>. Confirmed. <laughs> no, Eli, Eli has only just come out. The ratings are always high when it's only released. The fact that they're not high for Eli tells you something. Yeah. Well, so once again, I put up a 
uh, poll on Twitter over the weekend and asked our friends and followers which list Pride and Prejudice and Zombies should be placed on. And very, very similar, only 1% difference from Eli. 58% of our listeners decided that it should be placed on the shit list. Oh, those guys um, know, don't know films. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we adjourn the case, it's time for a little bit of a caption contest. So what I do here is I take a screenshot of the film and place it on Twitter uh, and ask the uh, ask our friends and followers to provide a caption with the funniest one winning a frog-shaped chocolatey treat. So all you guys have got to do is pick the best one. The caption this time is, um, it's Elizabeth uh, looking on as, uh, what's her name, and the lady at the manor at the beginning who it turns out to be a zombie. Oh, She's shit, yeah, stood yeah, in yeah. the background with half of her face melted off. <laughs> um, so number one, don't you just love what Dr. Joker did with my face? <laughs> uh, number two, I-, I just got a great exfoliating scrub you just have to try. My pores have never felt so clear. Uh, number three, so I guess that hot sauce was really melt your face hot. Uh, number four, some people are saying you... <laughs> sorry. Some people are saying that the only reason you want to go out with me on this double date is because... Oh, fuck's sake. Some people are saying that the only reason you want, to, you want me to go on this double date is to make you look better. Sorry, I'm not very good at reading. No, no, you're not. Not today. Uh, Number five, uh, uh, we can't use animals, but we still need to test this makeup. (laughs) Uh, Number six, don't you get it, Elizabeth? We are the pride and the prejudice. (laughs) And number seven, when Elizabeth forgot to put the lid on the blender, those strawberry daiquiris went everywhere. (laughs) Um, Either the exfoliator one or daiquiris for me. I'm not sure... Exfoliator. Well, the Daiquiri one was from me, so I'll have to rule myself out. I was trying to think of a way to slag the film off yeah. without being too obvious. So, after, I'm knowing that the caption is read out after I've made my call. <laughs> right, well, Joel, you win an Andre Fredo. You can pick it up on your way out. And uh, I'll, I vote for Exfoliator. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think... Screw you, yes. <laughs> I'm taking a Fredo anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, congratulations to our good friends, the Soupy... Uh, the Fucking can't read. I can't speak. <laughs> Soupies. Congratulations to uh, Super Movie, Movie Brothers. You've just won yourself a Flippity Freddo. Okay, right. Um, I need to go to bed. I'm sorry. Uh, just, just before we call it a day, we wanted to give a shout out to one of our podcasting friends. Um, watch this movie podcast or WTM. Watch this movie. It's another great movie podcast to sink your ears into. It's hosted by Mr. Positivity and Mulder, uh, who provide funny and shrewd reviews. Joel and Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect Mulder differently. Yeah, yeah, Mulder. <laughs> Did you think I said bald? No, no, I thought you meant like mold, like the oh, like, like the, what's in his fridge. Like, yeah, his fridge, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Positivity, because Joel's always so fucking chaffy. <laughs> no, 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 no. These, <laughs> these aren't aliases. So, uh, <laughs> Mr. Positivity and Moldy. <laughs> Moldy, I'm saying. Moldy. <laughs> You're a shitbag. Good job, Brucey doesn't listen to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> So honestly, no, it is a very, very good uh, podcast. I would definitely recommend it. They provide funny and shrewd reviews and opinions uh, about a variety of different movies each week. They usually give a full review of one film each week, but then they talk about other films that they've had to seen recently or ones that are similar in theme. Uh, They also do stuff like top fives um, and also every now and again, they do a little quiz, which uh, I definitely recommend checking out. So you can listen to them on Apple Podcasts, WTM, watch this movie or you can uh, you can follow them on Twitter and you can listen to them on their website wtmwatchthismovie.com so Halloween Horror Month is over unfortunately and next week we'll resume our regular listener suggestions so next week's film has been picked out of the hat and it will be the 1994 uh, uh, I don't know I suppose action film Street Fighter <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. it's an action film isn't it yeah? it is an action film very much so yeah okay yeah good I can't imagine it to be anything else <laughs> I, I can imagine it to be a lot of things to be honest uh, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I haven't read out the uh, <laughs> the role share. Uh, no, we're we're. <laughs> I just remembered we're all going away uh, this weekend as well, mm. so I imagine that we'll be watching it all at the same time. And all of our notes will be as indecipherable and drunken as each other's. <laughs> now, the roles have been picked out that had at random. So, in the role of defense, will be Alex and me. Uh, ignore what I just said; it's a great film. And prosecution will be Dave and Joel. <laughs> 
and judge will be Austin. So if I got to sit in another room while you guys watch your film, <laughs> yes, I'm just sit and drink on my own. You can sit and drink in, the hot, sit in the hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Every time you hear us laugh, you have to drink. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you to everybody who's listened to this episode. If you liked the episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Tell all of your friends and family about us, whether they be living or undead. Just spread the warm love that is films on trial in as many years as possible. And why not leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts if you did like the show? If you didn't, screw off. It's fine. Uh, now you can check us out on Twitter at Film Trials. Check out our fantastic graphic artist Winston Sang while you're there at the underscore Quirks. Check out our website filmsontrial.co.uk and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Now that is it. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is a shit. And we'll be in your ears next week with Street Fighter. Goodbye. Mr. Positivity and Moldy. <laughs> <laughs>